Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. <laughs> you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. You didn't play the intro, so I, I got all thrown off. It was very strange. Yeah. It this, felt real awkward. This week, we are talking about GameStop and how they've died. What? <laughs> Wait. They haven't died but yet, not? Chris. Okay, I take all that back. <laughs> They're not dead. <laughs> not dead. Um, <laughs> they very well may soon be. Um, <laughs> they might be like the knight in uh, the, the, the in uh, the Black Knight in uh, oh, where he's like oh, oh. except for far less humorous. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What movie is that, Chris? What the Mon- Holy Grail? The Holy there Grail. it is. Yeah, Monster Path on the Holy Grail. I couldn't think of the name. I was like over here, like trying to think of the name of this thing. It's fine. Welcome to my world. That's how it goes. So, John. Oh man. What have you been up to this week? Not a whole lot. <laughs> we are actually recording this back whenever we recorded the last episode yeah. because we are actually out of town. Both of us are at a uh, a wedding. So don't rub our homes. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, but yeah, the, we we we're pre-recording this episode. It's yep. going to be a fantastic episode, Chris. Yes. I haven't done anything, but you said you've done something this week. I have. What have I, you done? I have. Uh, I watched Fighting With My Family. It's the uh, the movie with The Rock in it. Nice. Um, he's not the primary character. <laughs> he's just a, he's a, he's an ancillary character. <laughs> he just like walks through in the background. He, he plays himself. They no, were just filming uh, in, the, uh, <laughs> in the gym whenever he walks It's based through. on the true story of uh, WWE's Paige. Uh, she came from, she grew up in a rest, uh, family that wrestled in... Um, Great Britain and tried out for WWE and it talks about her whole story and how you know I mean I mean if you know her she's in the she was in the WWE she now she now uh, coaches she's um, she had to retire from uh, some injuries so, uh, but she uh, she's still there that was really cool it was a really great great movie um, it was really heartfelt I was very surprised like it's 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 got like a 94 or something like that on Rotten Tomatoes that's awesome yeah um, and uh but yeah, it's it's a really good movie. I I, t- I, I recommend it to everyone. I, I like it's really it. funny. Like, and I didn't expect it to be like as genuinely funny and heartfelt as it is. That's fun. I love it, man. Yeah. So if you had to give it a rating, what mm. would you give it? I mean, we talked about the Dude. Metacritic. What would you give it? I mean, I would probably give it a nine. Nice like, out of ten. I dig it. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. So Chris, yeah, we're gonna be talking about GameStop and we the are. doom and gloom that might be coming their way. Yeah. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. This might be a new record, FYI. Yeah, we've, we've, I don't. I don't know if you've ever gone to pick of the week. It's like this two fast. and a half minutes, man. Uh, I want to go first. Okay, go for it. Because it relates to what I was just talking about. I dig it. Because it also involves the Rock. What? Hobbs and Shaw comes out this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you can say that this is a rock block. This is a rock block. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited for this movie. I have no other information other than that. Just my hype level. Let my hype level inspire your hype level. The uh, trailers are fantastic. Trailer, like trailers make it look great. I. I mean, that's hopefully that's the, that's the job of a trailer. So hopefully most trailers do. Not all of them do, but. This one in particular, I was yeah. like, I have very low interest in seeing this movie because, like, I haven't kept up with the Fast and Furious, which is fine. You don't have to. And you know, so I was like, ah, oh, you know, that franchise I'm not like super, super invested in. But then I saw like this uh, trailer, and I was like, oh man, that movie 
looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's almost it almost looks like a Mission Impossible kind of style thing, but with The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Um, I also love The Rock. I mean, he's been granted. I mean, uh, I was talking to Fultron this weekend. You know, rock movies are not guaranteed to be amazing. No, you, know, you have. He's had some some big duds. Rampage. I mean, that's the more recent one. But I mean, Baywatch, and it still wasn't like atrocious. I never though. saw Skyscraper. It didn't get great reviews, but I still want to see it. So it might be good. Kay. San Andreas, I love. One yeah. of my favorite movies ever. Um, uh, Jumanji. So good. So like. I'm excited for Jumanji 2 as well. Have you seen the the, the trailer for that? Uh, no, I have not. Oh my gosh, we, do you want to? Do you I like? Don't, do you no. like trailers? I mean, I like trailers. I'm fine. I'm fine watching. Okay, the we're gonna watch the trailer after this before our main segment. <laughs> I like it. And uh, we'll chat about that trailer. Yeah, we'll chat about the trailer for a second. Down with it. Um, but yeah, man, I'm excited for this. Hopefully, by by this time that the listeners are listening to this, I've seen Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because it uh it came out last weekend now. Yeah. Which on it like I, I that one snuck up on me, man. I I know. I don't know why. Some, like all of a sudden, dude, it was just like, oh, it's here. But, but the summer is almost gone, bro. Dude, that like, snuck up on me too. Kids are going back to school. I mean, like I feel like the entire month of July. Like I feel like it was just the Fourth of July. It was just the Fourth of July. It was just and announced. Now, it's now gone. Yeah, it's it's over. It's like it's like man, this is that went fast. I know. I don't know, man. It's a whirlwind. It's, it's crazy. Um, I'm not ready for fall. <laughs> I am ready for the weather of fall. Not so ready to, for it to be like September, October. Like we're like getting the Christmas want, season at that cold. point. It's, it's practically 2020 now, John. I mean, that's right. Happy New Year, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's my pick of the week. Go see Hobbs and Shaw. I dig it. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And watch Jumanji. Just uh, whenever it comes out in December. Or the original in, Jumanji is what oh, you're talking either about. either one of them. Okay, yeah. Oh, Both of them. Fine, Yeah. <laughs> John, what's your pick of the week? <laughs> My pick of the week this week is a, a Netflix uh, original series called Hilda. It is based on a graphic novel, um, and uh, it is a fantastic show. I, I really enjoyed the, the art style. So it's a uh, it's a animated show, and the art style is, is very uh, very simple. And that's initially what appealed to me about it. Like I, I saw the the cover art, and I was like, oh man. That looks like it's a cool animation style that's like right up my alley. And it really does look a lot like the graphic novel kind of come to life in, in a lot of ways. Maybe it's a little bit more uh, more detailed. But uh, but it's it's a fa- fantastical story um, about uh, a girl named Hilda. And she's moving from, in, in the first episode or whatever, she moves um, from the wilderness where her and her mom lived into a big city. So it's it's got a lot of fanta- fantasy elements. It's got like trolls and things like that. At first I was like, oh, is this literally just in her head like are all of these uh fantastical creatures and the and things in her head and so she's like oh imagining them or whatever or are they actually in the world and they're actually in the world like by the time you know you get through the second episode or whatever like oh everybody you know experiences trolls and she moves to the big city and it's called trollberg because they built up these gigantic walls to keep all the the rock trolls out and stuff so it's a it's a really fun story um about friendship and uh and it actually like later episodes get kind of spooky which i very much appreciated i was like ooh this is this is getting like um a little bit more scary and and intense uh than i anticipated because at first i was like oh this is a cool art style maybe this is something like i can you know can watch and like have des and like watch but, like then i was like oh man this is kind of scary i don't think that i'm gonna you know i'm just gonna watch this on my own and uh and that sort of thing so but it's a fantastic show nice it's really let me uh i'm gonna pull up the the description All right. to read to you okay 
and uh and yeah but again like the art styles is fantastic um so the show's description a lot of times netflix has weird descriptions and i can never find them appropriately (laughs) um so i couldn't find it on netflix but i have it here from the old googles just literally googled it and uh googled hilda and then it says hilda a fearless blue-haired girl travels from a wilderness full of elves and giants to a bustling city packed with new friends and mysterious creatures it's a really fun fun time good light-hearted show half hour episodes 13 episodes on netflix watch it finger guns <laughs> finger guns <laughs> So we just watched the Jumanji 2 trailer that came out on, on July 1st. Uh-huh. So like a month ago, and we just talked about how July like flew by. It felt like last week. That was an amazing trailer. Yeah, looks, oh my goodness. It looks crazy, dude. I am so excited for that movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm more excited now than I possibly was before, and I was very excited before. Great. Like, holy cow. That's awesome. This is, this is great, Chris. Yes. <laughs> Um, all right, so we're here to talk about GameStop. <laughs> Something sad. Yes, and uh, it's imminent demise, possibly. <laughs> imminent might be. I don't know, though, man. It's. I mean, I feel like they could go under by the time this, this episode releases. Yeah, here's the deal. Like, at any point, like, I, I, I would not be, like, shocked if I woke up one day and was just like, oh, GameStop is closing. Yep. And uh, that is a huge bummer. Yeah. But uh, let's dive in. So this okay. is a, this, there's a, a little bit of information that came out a while back. Okay. And it's just kind of been simmering. Um, this article is from IGN, written by John Wilds. Uh, it says the title is GameStop to create new store concept offer retro gaming. And the uh, the subheading is the slow death of retail might actually get gamers some new places to hang out. Okay, so diving into the article, it says it's no secret the GameStop has had a rough few years financially. They That's saw true. a third quarter loss of nearly half a billion dollars last November, even after selling Spring Mobile, which was a company that they had purchased for a cool seven hundred million dollars. So basically, in addition to the seven hundred million dollars. They lost like so they lost seven hundred million dollars plus another half a billion dollars. Like that just blows my mind, Chris. Um back to the article quote. It says, uh, recently it had to stop searching for a new buyer with his stocks plummeting by over twenty-five percent. I think that was back in, in February or so. Um obviously something needs to change. And today GameStop announced that its new business saving strategy is turning stores into quote unique experiences, end quote. The direction is part of a partnership with colossal marketing company RGA and revolves around GameStop's long-held desire to, quote, reaffirm its place in video game culture. And the quote from uh, from GameStop was, quote, together GameStop and RGA are developing and piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts, introducing new ways for gamers to try new titles before they buy them, uh, end quote. Uh, read the announcement before going on to say, uh, or read the announcement before going on to say that the unique store concepts that offer things like, quote, competitive sessions in homegrown e-leagues to locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware, end quote. Um, those are just some of the ideas that they are going to try in the new concept stores. 
Um, GameStop wants to create a place to have local video game competitions or somewhere for gamers to sit in front of a decent CRT TV as well. Some of these options are pretty hard to come by in most towns, so it's hoping to capitalize on those to find new streams of revenue in a world constantly shifting towards a digital future. Man. So, GameStop. Yeah. Definitely hard up for cash. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they had a, a half a billion dollar loss back in November after right. selling, having what would have been like a positive cash flow of $700 billion. Yeah. Um, not billion, sorry, million dollars. Million. And, uh, and so like that just blows my mind. And like no one wanted to buy them back in like January, February. And so they just took themselves off the market. They're like, well, we're not for sale anymore. And their stock price like dropped, like plummeted. Um, it's weird stuff like this. Like I feel like that did in like Toys R Us, which was a few years ago where it's like, oh, well, we were into a bunch of things that weren't actually toys like oh, our toy sales were fine like okay but we also bought like a bunch of debt or bought a bunch of companies that had debt and then now we resumed their debt and don't have enough cash flow to pay off that and so like this where they they bought like they were trying to for years now oh we're gonna buy a mobile phone company yeah, nextel and or whatever it and was. convert it over and oh we're gonna you know buy this other thing and so like that the the parent company is like just out there trying to diversify their money whereas like now they've they've reconsolidated back down to just GameStop. They've now they're trying to come up with new strategies for like, okay, well we have to make this work because we can't sell the company. Uh, um, yeah. And so what now? Let's do retro gaming. I want to, um, man. Okay, while I'm trying to find this, uh, I don't. Did I ever send? Did I send you a series of tweets about GameStop at some point? Uh, that, no, you from did someone. Not. Okay, let me see if I can find. So here's the thing. I mean. The, the before I get to to the tweets at at the base level, you think about GameStop's business over the past uh, ten years, yeah. more more, and it hasn't really changed that much. The only thing that's really changed about GameStop is uh, the fact that they now sell digital codes, which except for PlayStation, like they've put the kibosh on that. We've talked yep. about that a few weeks ago, and then they sell a lot more just like merchandise, so yeah. pop figurines, uh, figures. Um, what else? Flushes like I got items. the Detective Pikachu back there from a GameStop. Yeah, I mean things that you would normally find like a game, uh, a comic book shop or something like that. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I don't really know why they ne- they didn't um always carry this stuff. But. Yeah, it's like I, I think like it about a lot of my game stuff like i like to have you know some form of a physical object to represent my uh enjoyment of certain games. Like I have that Cuphead vi- uh, vinyl figure up there, and so it's it's makes sense that you would they would sell that stuff as like you said it's like stuff that's been in comic shops for a while um and on one of their more recent uh calls like about their finances they've talked about how oh yeah their their retail items like so their plushes and the 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 pop Funko pops and things like that, like that, that is up. So the merchandise is, is going up. Like their sales of those things are, are going higher and higher, but it's not enough to make up for the, uh, lower sales of physical video games. Yeah. So every, you know, whenever you buy things more digitally, um, whereas you, where you could have walked down to your GameStop or gone down to your GameStop and bought them there yeah. like that. You're not, I'm not buying enough, Obviously, this like fifteen dollar uh, Detective Pikachu plush is not a sixty dollar video game. You right. know, it's like right. this does not. I would have to buy a lot of those Pikachu plushes in order to make up for the sixty dollar video game. So yeah. So um, the uh, the tweet series of tweets I was looking for is from Adam Boys. He used to work for PlayStation. That's right. Um, 
he currently what is he currently? I think he has a studio. Let me look. Um, he currently yeah he's a CEO of Iron Galaxy Studios. Cool. Um, so here's I'm just gonna read through this thread. It's just I think it just has some interesting thoughts. So you think about just like the the um, the stagnation that GameStop is currently experiencing in terms of their business. Uh, GameStop. There's been a lot of buzz around GameStop and their sliding stock price. They have been an important part of our industry for years, and here are seven ways that could have helped avoid the situation. Number one, power to the people. Services. Uh, GameStop associates are some of the most passionate and knowledgeable people in gaming. There could have been an amazing focus test, FQA test, localization services built to better leverage their, that talent and network. Number two, content sourcing. Imagine a world in which the associates around the world were empowered to find new undiscovered games and were rewarded br into, to bringing them into the ecosystem. A content treasure hunt would have uncovered incredible games for them to partner on. Three, content play. Their game trust initiative to sign and publish games was a great idea, but came too late. As the rise of Steam games started, GameStop could have do dove in headfirst to porting and bringing Smash PC hits to consoles, providing an exclusive content angle early on. Mm. In much the same way, like... Uh, um, you have content exclusives on, and they do have some content like retail exclusives, but like we're talking like actually like helping dev these games. Uh, number four, share the wealth. The used game ecosystem was flawed from the start. GameStop was making money off of the creations of devs and investment from pubs. This created a power imbalance that pushed all parties apart. GameStop should have built devs, pubs into used game profit sharing. Mm. So that they wouldn't have moved to all digital to try to push game, retail sales out of the picture entirely. Yeah. Uh, five, rising tides. GameStop is a fundamental imbalance. Associates are rewarded to push customers to use games. Used games don't pay devs or pubs. Shelf space is limited. So devs and pubs need to beg GameStop for support. This creates a distrust with, uh, between all parties and is anti-growth. Six, embrace digital. As digital sales rose, GameStop was late to adopt a meaningful value-add digital in-store counter solution. Cards and currency were available to be bought and was a great gift idea, but there was never motivation for gamers to buy in-store. GameStop failed to add value. Number seven, embrace new tech. Facebook gaming, mobile gaming, streaming, and subscriptions rose and fell, and aside from a few acquisitions and buying Congregate, focus was on the brick-and-mortar stores instead of R&D spend. As mm. Facebook and mobile gaming rose, then AR and VR, GameStop did little to leverage them. In the end, I'm sad about what's happening. I've met so many incredible associates and GameStop team members over the years, and I wish them and GameStop Corporation nothing but the best. I hope they can figure it out and stick around for the future, but they need to change. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, cool, yeah, all, the, all that stuff. I feel like all that stuff, like a GameStop should just do that right now. Yeah. Do all of it. I mean, some of it's too late a little bit, yeah. you know, like to be like, hey, this is going to change our business. Well, and then the cash flow of like starting up some of those initiatives and some of those like with the, uh, the, the they would have to have been early on timing with, essentially publishers have already jumped out and said, oh, we don't, we make way more money whenever we sell digitally over here than we yeah. sell in your thing. So any amount of like profit sharing or whatever with their used game sales, like, it's kind of a non-starter at this point, yeah. you know? I know. It's like the... I think it's funny. Like, I think... We, did we talk a couple weeks ago or maybe last week? Um, uh, Gary V, if our listeners, like, listen to him at all, like, he talks about how um, the more, like, he likes... Um, he likes failure because the more you succeed, the less likely you are to change and innovate because whenever you fail, you are forced to change and innovate. Right. And so like, I think years of GameStop 
succeeding has caused it to sit in a um, prolonged season of uh, stagnation. Yeah. And that has ultimately hurt their business in a way that could be permanent. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like how fast and how quick can you turn this around? And is it a situation where you close like half the stores right. or like whatever, you know? I mean, a lot of even here in Nashville, we've talked about this. Like there's been like I went into a GameStop that I was just like, oh, this is right down from where I was getting my haircut. And I stepped into the GameStop and then it was like it was literally closing. Like it was like this was the last week that they had been like open. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. So I got picked up a good deal on like some sort of a merchandise thing, but like essentially they just basically spread out their other merchandise across their other stores and it was fine. But it's just, it's a, uh, it's an interesting, interesting world where like here in Nashville, we have so many game stops. I was going to say like, so you know, even, even with that one that closed, I'm looking at uh, right now, you just within the Nashville like area, like we're just talking about Nashville, not talking about like yeah. where I live, Murfreesboro or any of the. Yep. Murfreesboro has like three or four. Yeah. Uh, but in Nashville, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten, yeah. ten game stops. Yeah. Um, no, wait, there's more. Uh, no, ten. Ten game stops. And like, I mean, and that's the thing is like if some of those switched over to like a retro gaming store, you know what I would do? I would go to the retro gaming store and like find out. So maybe this will work. Well, and this, um, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, and you could close half those stores probably and still do the same business, you know? Um, unless, so I think. So we, I have, there's a, I can't remember what it's called, but in Murfreesboro, I, and I've gone a couple times, um, there are, there's a store that sells retro games as well as new games. It's a, it's a, it's a indie store. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I, whenever I went there, I was there to, to buy some Nintendo 64 carts. Um, J Pinion's got some, uh, got a 64. And so, uh, for his birthday, I was giving him some carts. I mean, and they're expensive, man. Oh, yeah. And then they're not in like, they weren't even in, in great condition. N64 carts were expensive back in the day, too. I just don't, like, uh, like as, even new, they aside, were like 100 bucks. Aside from collectors, like, I don't know. I mean, I'd have to like go interview them and say, hey, where does most of your revenue come from? Is it new games or is it mm. uh, used games? Yeah. Like, people coming in and buying these. Uh, like, I suspect that it's, I suspect it's probably. Old game. I suspect it's probably used games. Yeah, there's like but a not sweet spot. old games. Interesting. Classic games. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's like a maybe there's that sweet spot of like, oh, well, yeah, sure, retro games, but also like, um, while you're there to buy your retro game, you'll buy some other merchandise. There's you'll just buy no, some other there's things. no urgency to needing to go to a retro game game store. Well, and then you think about like the selection. Obviously, GameStop, like they, they take used games, and so like they have like a massive warehouse somewhere, or yeah. probably multiples of like all their used games. But also getting those like to and from like the different locations, like to maintain a stock, a place. Like I feel like they, they would have to for like a retro game store thing to work. They would have to really have some cash output into that. Yeah, I mean, and like I don't know if it will be worth it in the end because again, that's like what I'm saying, I like, think the profit that you make is not on the game itself. It's on like, hey, they came here, spent some time playing those games or or, or checking out those games, and they also bought a thousand t-shirts or oh, whatever. Well, like, well, we, and, and I guess like that's what the, that's the problem with their model is the fact that they built their system around used games, but their solution is to sell just older used games. Yeah, I mean the e-league stuff is interesting, but it's also like I don't see that necessarily you know paying off for them either like I mean, they're wanting to be a place to hang out is like what it seems like it's totally. like oh we're, we just want to be like your local comic shop like i go to the local comic shop whenever i'm not like 
wanting to buy anything because yeah. I want to go in there and look at everything and hang out, right? And I would and love inevitably that, like, I'll buy something. I'll buy like a you know a comic for like six bucks or something. So, I would love going and hanging out in a GameStop if like they had you know some games you could play or yeah they didn't have a tournament or something like that. But like most GameStops are so small, right? And they're so packed full to the brim right now. And I think about like where would I like how what would I buy like because like again with a comic shop like I know I know why I'm going there. I'm going there just to hang out and like peruse the shelves. But like. I inevitably will buy something or at least, you know, a few times a year, like, you know, they make gigantic purchases. Yeah. Like, well, you know, if, that if you're there thing. to do, you know, like if you're there to watch, to watch some esports, you're going to pay a cover charge. It's true. Like they, you, you as a competitor, you'll pay an entrance fee. It's right. be a prize money, but like they can, they'll make money that way. Yeah. And I guess like, you know, that's like a lot of comic shops, like will also like double as like gaming, sh- sh- you know, shops or it's yeah. like, Oh, I will do, I'll do magic, the gathering and stuff like that. Have yeah. tournaments on the weekends Table and things like that. Yeah. Like where it's stuff. like, Oh, it's not free comic book day or not free comic, not new comic book day of Wednesday, but it's like a different day of the week that we always have a tournament of some sort going. Totally. On. That being said, like I go into every single time I go into GameStop, there's always people in there. Like I never, I yeah. I rarely go into a, an empty GameStop. Agreed. Um, I think that like, you know, I don't know. Who knows? Like, unless they make changes, they're going to die. Mm-hmm. If they, it'll be interesting to see. Like, it seems like they're trying to make some changes. It's it's just gonna be interesting to see like how that actually pans out. Yeah. And if people, you know, respond to the things they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, is it? It might be too little, too late. Uh, but. I w- again, uh, you know, we've t- said multiple times I would hate to see them go away. Me too. I, and maybe they would be replaced with something else. Maybe another, like, more, like, I don't know if it would be, a na- probably no national chain. I don't know that there is another national retail games chain, is no, there? No, I mean, not really, because, like, they, you know, GameStop back in the day bought them all. Like, Babbage's, like, they bought Babbage's. Yeah. And, EB and, Games. Yeah, EB Games. It's, it, it would be a shame, because, like, that would basically put any physical, in-person gaming-related purchases onto best buy walmart target like just basically your big box stores that do you know either electronics or like everything yeah and that bums me out a little bit because like whenever i walk into like a game store like inevitably like i have a fun conversation a cool conversation with someone working there or like whatever and you know like that's that that leaves all of that to the side because best buy or whatever it's like i walk into their gaming section it's like there's no one there Right, you know, it's like, or no one who really, no one who knows what they're knows what they're like, talking about, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean, there's there's that side of it. There, I mean, there's I've bought peripherals, you know, hardware from GameStop before that. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this existed. You yeah, know? so I'm like going to do that, or you know, uh, and just walking the walking the shelves and like, especially like even some of the, you know, we talk about the used game thing, like not being the right strategy, but it's like used used game cards, like yeah, DS those. cards. Like whenever I bought my new 3DS or whatever, like I was like, oh, what old games can I get for this? Because it's an older system. Totally. So I just walked into my GameStop and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Let me buy that. This looks cool. Let me buy that. Yeah. And you know, it's like so that kind of is left to the side, whereas like just this history aspect of things, where it's like I can walk into a GameStop and look at, you know. What, all of the the 360 generation, you know, look at a bunch of games from there, yeah, um, and be able to like buy them right then. Yeah. Um, I guess you're kind of leaving that up to the digital storefronts at that point, because like Walmart doesn't stock stuff older than a certain t- you know point, right? And you know, if they do, it's like way in the you know on the bottom shelf or whatever. Well, and, Most and of the time, it's not marked down. So this is the thing, though. Like, once we get past a certain point, a new game to me, like I'm just I can usually wait for a digital sale yeah. and it's going to be on sale for cheaper than I could buy it at GameStop that's used true. anyway. That's true as well. Um, or even on sale at GameStop. Oh yeah. So that's where like, that's where the flaw in their, their business model lies yeah. is that like, you know, if we were talking 10 years ago 
in the 360 generation. That wasn't the case. Mm-mm. Like I could not buy full like download full retail AAA games digitally in the same way or just not with that with the same availability they didn't have these giant sales that were emulating steam sales and that type of thing now i have literally no i mean even though i love it and i do go there i have no reason to ever have to sit set foot in a GameStop. they need to change that yeah Make it a place like the people have to go. Like, why oh, do I, I need to go I there? I want to go. Like, you need to go here. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like missing something really cool. Exactly. Yeah. Why do I need to go there? Yeah. I mean, that's what they're that's what they're searching for. Retro games, uh, the e leagues. Yeah. I don't know if those are the answer. We'll find out. We will. But yeah. Um. Yeah. At the end of the day, we'll keep you up to date. See what happens. Regale you with all the tales of whenever we go into uh, a GameStop. Yeah. Maybe give me some FOMO. We're going into GameStop. I mean, like, I love GameStop. Like, totally. And, like, I walked out of, uh, we were eating out the other day, and, like, I walked out of that, like, the restaurant um, with Des, like, because uh, I just wanted to get him, like, we got loud in there all of a sudden. It's so, like, I just was like, oh, let's, you know, let's step outside. So we, like, stepped outside, and, like, while Catherine was washing her hands, and I was like, oh, there's a GameStop. Just walked straight into the GameStop. Nice. And uh, and searched around. That's where we found, like, I mentioned the Detective Pikachu. That's where I found that Detective Pichu, Pichu. That's awesome. Because um, Des has his Detective Pikachu that he saw at Target, but that was the only one there. And I was like, oh, man, I wouldn't mind having one as well. And so I, whenever I saw that at GameStop, I'm like, I'm buying this thing That's right awesome. now. Um, but yeah, it's like you know, GameStop is uh, is one of those things. Like, there's ten in Nashville. It's like, oh, we can you know, very close to a GameStop at any given day, and uh, and yeah, it'll, it would be a shame to see them go away. But yeah, they're gonna have to drastically change some things. So yeah. we'll see. That's it for this week. Next week, what are we talking about, John? It's a good question, Chris. I have is no there, idea because we're recording this two weeks from. Is there? From is there? Are there movies? There is not a movie. So we should either make this a on location Ooh. shoot or not shoot recording. And actually, here's no we have on location, or we should do uh, um, what we're what, what we're, we're gonna buy this fall. We're gonna check out this fall. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's great. That's it for this week. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on social at chriswright250. And John Wright 777 And at Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Review us. Tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.